This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from June the 14th, 1994. Nate Maxson here with you, along with the stars of the show, of course, my brother Aaron. What's up, Handbones? And ECW's own Senior Chad Austin. What do you mean? What's up? You can't be stealing the Handbone. Aaron, you can't just be willy-nilly throwing out Handbone gestures. <laughs> you know, the make- Handbone thing is, is the covenant. Yeah, there's no blanket ham bone. Well, there, well, there is no blanket ham bone. That, that's why it's the covenant. But you, if you are the ham bone, we do send you a blanket. So that's that's pretty nifty. I never got a blanket. I, I know the mail's slow around here, <laughs> but I never got a ham bone blanket. You're still oh, waiting girl. on Stephen P. News T-shirt, right? What's that? I said I saw on Twitter you're still waiting for Stephen P. News T-shirt to get there. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I have a feeling that Stephen P. New don't even exist. I think he's as fraudulent as his business practice. It's somebody Jim Cornette made up. It's a gimmick. Yeah, it's a gimmick. It's, it's just somebody that works for Smoky Mountain. It's like that guy that comes and fixes his... What's the guy that comes and fixes his tech stuff all the time? I oh, can't remember what Featherbottom. It, yeah, Featherbottom or whatever it is. Yeah, he's 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 not real. There's no way. Uh, what Hotchkiss? But but, yeah. his, but his his brother also works there. And don't ask me to tell you what his name was because Jim Cornette just introduced him today. I haven't listened to the latest uh, latest um, drive through yet, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'm not sure if it was today, but it was in one of the last couple shows. And when I heard he had a there, there's a new feather bottom, I think it was a I think it was a mother feather bottom. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, like I said, this week we're discussing the episode of ECW from June the 14th, 1994. Um, last week's show went haywire with my internet, so we apologize for a short show last week, but what we did get on was still good stuff, I think. Funny stuff. Yeah, um, but you and your little fucking little amateur, like, what, what is it, like, your little amateur radio thing you got going on <laughs> you're going outside you're, you're 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 pulling up antennas it's not ham radio it's ham bone radio oh oh all right all right <laughs> i i thought you told me to go get a cd <laughs> and then you told me to get a handle and that's what i already did i was on twitter and you said no not on the CB. You gotta, you gotta have a CB handle. What kind of operation are you trying to run over here? I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna upgrade though. He's gonna start getting those CDs. You get CDs. He's gonna start getting those 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 CDs that you put in the put in the computer, and you get ten hours of free AOL. Dead <laughs> Juno. Yeah, Juno. I don't know anything about that. I mean, we'll is that is that what I had to expect? We'll be doing the show on ICQ. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Well, I gotta figure out what I don't know what you're talking about. I gotta figure this out. Where do I get ten hours of AOL? Can you get more? It's in a dump bin up by the cash cash register at Walmart, I think. (laughs) Can you get porn in Stockwood? That's all that's all I need. (laughs) Well, the show the show for the uh the fourteenth of June of ninety four opens up with footage of Cactus Jack and Sabu hyping the fact that they are going to be facing each other at When Worlds Collide on June 24th, 94, at the ECW Arena. And uh, it says no hype necessary after they hype it. So there you go. Um, but looking forward to that match and uh, things turning around here. Are we are we ready to say things are about to get uh, get better? Is that what, are we ready to say that yet? Or are we apprehensive? Oh, I'm, 
mean, I don't know, Aaron, if you weren't, I mean, if you weren't in the first, but I, I'm completely confident. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it because every time we do, it doesn't. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> well, I'm not saying nothing. Well, sooner or later, we're going to find the Dudley. So it's going to get better. <laughs> Aaron's pleading the fifth, but the match, the show, I'm sorry, starts off with a match between the Bruise Brothers beating up Gino Sendoff and Joel Hartgood. Um, Scoops is on commentary, as we mentioned. Willie Scoops Watts is back. Hey, the, the great golden voice of African American Bill Watts Jr. Yeah, I, I, I've had enough of this guy. I don't know what, what what's going on. He's terrible. He's terrible. In this match, it sounds like he's eating a sandwich while he's calling the match. <laughs> what kind of sandwich is he eating? You think ham bone? Oh, <laughs> ham sandwich. Now, he didn't say he didn't say Gino Sendoff is my hero. He said I'm eating a hero. I got gotcha. you. There you go. Who were who are the, the job guys again? It was it was was a Dino Sendoff and Joel Hartgood, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I I like both of them guys, man. I really did. Joel mm-hmm. Hartgood, as I probably said on the show before, just didn't have any idea like what the business was about. You know. Hmm. He watched it and it was just like, oh, I want to do that. And I'm going to get a bunch of tattoos on my chest and stuff and get all big and, but not be big. Right. Yeah. yeah no, you're not wrong. I, I actually wrote down here. He looks weird. Like he looks weird to me. He doesn't yeah, something. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's the biggest small guy they got. And he's like, oh, I'm going to look all jacked and everything. And, and this, this company's going to go do, do cartwheels through fucking hula hoop for me. And no, they didn't. They put him with Dino Sendoff, which, who, I mean, as I've already probably said on this show before, I have not a whole lot of, I don't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, to me, he was somebody who I think worked there, you know? Like, helped build the ring and shit, you mean? You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just get him on the fucking show. Um, I think I saw him putting the, uh, the sprinkles on the um, ice cream cones. <laughs> He's the only, he's the only guy they kept from the Wolfman's crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you couldn't put the Wolfman out there in concession. <laughs> he wouldn't have any left. He'd eat up all the profit. But, but maybe, but maybe Dino Sendoff, if you put him in a suit and tie, you know, he can sell a wiener or two. <laughs> so Hartgood, Hartgood's name is obviously a play on Joel Goodhart. Do you know what? What else did he wrestle as a different name elsewhere? Like. I mean, where did they find this guy? <laughs> On the street? Dude, honestly, I think um uh, I think I heard this story, but I, I don't I, I don't want to hold it to the truth, but I think he was just trained locally. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think he may have been a rebel guy. Okay. Like, you know, like one of the last guys, right? Mm-hmm. One of the last of the rebel guys. And I mean, cause we haven't seen Rebel in a while, right? No, it's been a minute. Been a few episodes. Yeah. Actually, I don't so, think we saw him since I don't think we've seen him since uh when worlds collide that I recall. Well, I mean, Aaron probably hasn't seen Rebel since he watched a bunch of his compilation matches about four hours <laughs> ago, but that that's the size point. But um yeah, I mean I, I think he I think he was one of them guys. And I, I, I liked I liked him. I thought he was halfway decent, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean he takes a good beating in this match. I guess that's not hard to do when you're in there with the Bruce brothers, but I mean he you know, he looked he looked they looked effective against him, so he did his job. I don't think Sendoff even ever tagged in to the match that I recall. Well, I mean we have we have to do one of them like you know what you know how like like fucking like Bix Bix does them fucking exile to fucking shit street shows whatever no yeah 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 the wild we got we got we got to figure out whatever happened to fucking Joel fucking my heart don't feel so good (laughs) but we got we got to figure out whatever happened to him I I mean I mean should I reach out or or do you guys know anybody that would be able to reach out to find out whatever happened to him I don't even know if he's still alive I mean I guess I don't know. Maybe I could reach out to John Arezzi and see if he still talks to him. I don't know. Oh, there's no chance Arezzi even knows who he is. It's up there. It, I, can it, find out. <clears throat> I can find out where he's like from and start calling missions and stuff. <laughs> missions? <laughs> yes, he was in any of those. Did you say missions or emissions? 
<laughs> like, hey, is that where you work at right now? Like, have you guys seen a little squirrely guy? Got a belt kind of decent, bunch of tattoos. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, like, when you walk into a tattoo shop and it's got a tattoo of a butterfly and it's only, like, you know, three inches by five inches, but when you're... You put it on a guy his chest, it, it, it looks like it's a whole entire fucking thing. Like, his chest is so small. It's so, it's so small but big. You want me to put this postage stamp on a postage stamp? Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> not get into the whole hat on hat. And I got it in already. There's only yeah. one more ref- reference. <laughs> yeah, there's only one more reference to make, and we've, we've yep. checked all our boxes for the week. And he knows Over. who he is. <laughs> the Bruce Brothers win this with a double boot. And uh, like I said, wrote down here, it's effective squash for them. It didn't last long. It didn't need to. Um, and they are hyping that the Bruce Brothers are going to be facing Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes at the big show on the 24th. Hostile, big City, show. Hostile City Showdown. Anything else on this thing, Aaron? No, it was just nice to see the Bruce Brothers kicking the shit out of somebody again. So I, I love it, dude. I, I mean, ha, how many weeks have I touted this? Just, I, I mean, can, have you did any research as to what happened? What they they go to Memphis? Yeah, they go to Memphis, and then they go through through that through Dutch Mantel and Lawler. And they wind up in the WWF in '95 because they they make their WWF debut at the Royal Rumble in in '95. So January by January of '95, they're in the WWF as the Blue Brothers. They were in Smoky well, Mountain for a little bit too. Well, was that like all in this time frame? Yeah. But didn't they also make a break and stop by in Puerto Rico and work with Dutch? They could have because that may be where the connection between them and – because I know Dutch is the one through Lawler that gets them into the WWF. Well, he gets himself into the WWF too by going in as their manager. But um, So that's that's a possibility too. They could have went through Puerto Rico and worked with him, and that's how they, they hooked up with Dutch possibly. Yeah, I mean, t- to me it kind of sounds like when – after, I mean, after the WWE had had considerations for them and was interested in them, that they were like, well, we need to see, like, you know, like more mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and they just probably gave them a list of contacts and said, hey, you know, call these guys, see how much work you can get. You know what I mean? Right. And so we can get some video on you and see what you guys can do. And, and Dutch always pops in my mind because I know they were big friends with Dutch, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Dutch would always go out of his way to get them on and fucking Puerto Rico. Jesus Christ, you think they beat the jobbers up here? Like, <laughs> at least at least in the States, it was a work. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're like, what what, are we, what can we do? You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. This yeah. is Puerto Rico. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, they, they, they're like, fuck all this nonsense. Like, they're literally fighting. I mean, they're fighting for their lives just to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and how? And how are you going to fucking tell them no? Right. You know, like, uh, we, we want to leave. Well, there's no flight. Well, yes. Well, you got to find one. <laughs> find a and, flight. And, and the people in Puerto Rico better start building the plane. <laughs> because th- these goops want to get the fuck off this fucking island. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and they want to do it like yesterday. Yeah. We, so. we, build pu- we build Puddle Jumper by noon tomorrow. Yes. Puddle jumper. Puddle jumper. It'll get you across the puddle. That's about it. It's all you need, though. Get back into Florida. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I've always been, I've, I've always been a big fan of that gimmick. And like I've always said on the show, I've always touted it that the the, the Bruce Brothers they just they just weren't in it for the long haul, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they I mean, didn't give a fuck, right? Yeah, they were, uh, and I'm not saying exactly like, but they are in the kind of the vein of like a Brody. You know, they weren't they weren't going to stick around if they weren't getting what they wanted to get out of the, out of the situation. Yeah, but they weren't Brody. To that's a don't even don't even say that. What they were like, Brody King? <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> like, 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 which Brody were they? Because they weren't Bruiser Brody. Like, I was just making. I was just making the comparison in that they didn't uh, they didn't stick around anywhere too long, you know. They just well, kind of at some point. What does that start to tell you? 
it's not me, it's you kind of a thing? Yeah, it's uh, all, yeah. you're hard to deal with, mm-hmm. you know? You probably want more money. I mean, I mean, granted, they came from Memphis. Like, twice, they worked for Memphis with no money. Mm-hmm. So you would think automatically going into it, they're not expecting any money. Right. So what were they thinking? They're going to they're going to go to Philadelphia because Paulie's going to fly into Philadelphia. Well, that's your money. He huh? already I spent mean, it before you got there. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't it. even his credit card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't don't yell at me. Yell at uh whoever this you know unknown house is. He's the one that booked his travel. I was going to say, and don't call the house. You'll just get the house, the quote unquote house guest, right? <laughs> Yeah, you'll get you'll get fucking fatty in the house. <laughs> Speaking of fatty in the house, next on the show is Maddie in the house. And I wrote oh, down Maddie in the house, Jesus Christ. Fucking stupid idiot. Yeah, I I, I can't I can't wait for this to go away. Who does a cousin it per impersonation on a wrestling show in nineteen ninety four? Maddie in the house. That's who does. Dude, let me ask you this: Why, why didn't ECW? I, I, I mean, <coughs> let me press, preface it. Oh, good lord! Preface this by saying: Why didn't ECW think about bringing in the Moon Dogs to fight the Bruce Brothers? Yes, hmm. yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, because I mean, the, I mean, what I what I think it is because probably Paulie didn't know like any of the guys personally mm-hmm. to bring them in. Yeah. And Cornette, have did to... that, Cornette did that, didn't he? Well, Cornette not... brought him in, but Cornette brought in like the worst version of the Moon Dog. But I mean, go back to I mean, what is Larry still alive? Latham. At this point, yeah, he is. All right. Well, you you could have got Latham, who was credible Moon Dog. And then you could have got Spike, Spot, Splat, Black, um, Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> you could you could have got Moon Dog Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, you could have got anybody you wanted to be. But I mean, but the Moon Dogs. I mean, just just think. I mean, I, honestly, what do you think the crowd would have done if the lights would have went out and the lights came back on and there was the Moon Dogs? <laughs> Spot and Dookie. Spot and Dookie, the Moon Dogs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think of what that could have done for Billy Firehawk's career. Yeah, get <laughs> him Dookie. Yeah, I mean, poor Moon, poor Moon Dog Dookie should be Dookie Spot. <laughs> and Spot just sitting there, all like, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what's going on. I'm getting paid, I think. Because, because believe me, when I worked for Spot, he he didn't know anything about the big city except for when he worked there, and I'm pretty sure he had a handler because he didn't know shit from Shinola. But yeah, I love I love Moon Dog Dookie. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's like it's like Mark Henry wearing like a raggedy ass outfit and a blonde wig, and, and he's wearing a silver Dookie instead of a gold one. <laughs> Instead of like a, a crown, he's wearing like a, a sad face little necklace. Oh, poor Moon Dog Dookie! It's the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, I already I already wrote it down. Um, <laughs> Moon Dog Dookie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You got it. I don't think we're beating that one today. Um, <laughs> well, Maddie, on his little deal here, I, I can honestly what? say that we've had a first on this show in the history of ever ever. Nobody has ever uttered the words Moon Dog Dookie. <laughs> I don't. I don't I'm 49 years old now. I don't think I've ever uttered it before. <laughs> I mean, as a matter of fact, I mean, I don't think I've ever uttered the word, had had a conversation with anybody in public where I've uttered the words Moondog. <laughs> See, that's two firsts. Look at that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big Moondog fan. I thought the Moondogs were great in Memphis. I just thought that, you know, you, you know how they fucked them up by just, you know, bringing in bots, black, black, yeah. you know, yeah. Spit, yeah, I mean, spot, you, you, you go to the well, you go to the well one too many times and you come up with Dookie. Yeah, pretty much. You come yeah, up with the Moondogs are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they would just beat these jobbers up. And, and what was the deal with the church key? Like, mm-hmm. they would always use the church key to, like, gig the guys, or they said on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the origins of that are. I don't know where that, that comes from. I don't even know where the church key is. <laughs> like, but I figured it had to be something that the guys would use to gig the guys. Mm-hmm. 
But you know the guys still gigged themselves, or you would think they would, right? More than likely, yeah. Yeah, they would gig themselves, and and Lance Russell and, and Dave Brown or whatever are yelling about some church key. Like, what the fuck is a church key? Like, do they have a separate lock than the rest of the world? I picture like a big skeleton key looking thing. Is that is that? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you know? the only thing I can think of. Like. You know, I don't. I mean, if they're just gigging them with a house key, but they're calling it the church key because it opens the church. I don't know. So, that's, so they're out there just taking that church key and they're just like shaving it down on the sidewalk, <laughs> like like making it a shank in case shit goes down. <laughs> you got to be ready. You got to be yeah. ready. Yeah, he's handing he's handing it to splat, splat, split, splat, right, rickety jackety, hibbity hoobla. <laughs> Here's your, church, here's your church key, Dookie. Dude, why is there not a Moondog hibbity hoopla? Are there more Moondogs or more Hillbillies? Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's Moondogs. Oh, believe me. I, when I worked out in Memphis, I, I met so many moon, I met Moondog Chili. I, I, met moon, uh, I met so many. I met Moondets. Like, they got girls. The, uh, the next match on this show, we're going to Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. Um, a I've church never... key is a can opener. Aaron, what? A church key is a can opener. Well, no, we were not. T- we were totally off base then. You look, Aaron's apparently looking that up. Well, why would why would you looking that up when we were talking about the church key? And now yeah, we're moving on, and you're coming up and like, oh, it was a church key. Well, I was letting you guys No, it wasn't. It's what it looked. I just looked it up. A church key. It's a can opener. Well, well, the internet is wrong. Okay. <laughs> a church key. A church key has a little a little circle on the end, and it's a little a little uh, about an inch of iron, and it has like two little things on it. And um, a can opener is not that. If you go to your kitchen, because I know you don't have a church key, but if you go to your kitchen, you have a can opener. I mean, how else are you going to open your V eight? I'm just telling you what I looked at on multiple areas. Like, well, it's wrong, parts. Aaron. Okay. Guys use them to open their beers like back in the 30s. It's it's called a can opener. Well, back in the day, back in the 30s, Ric oh. Flair called it a church key. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think Ric Flair called it a church key. <laughs> I got to hear this promo. Post have it. You, have, have you ever been to Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania, Chad? Yeah. Like I'm sure I got matches to come up at the farmers market here. We're going. It's Sandman versus Tommy Cairo. You know, falls count anywhere at the at the farmers market match. Yes, falls count anywhere at the farmers market match with women and peaches banned from ringside. Meaning women and peaches just weren't going to make this shot. Is what that actually means. (coughs) Um, Um. Oh, good lord. I don't even know what to say. Uh, this place was in the middle of fucking nowhere. It, it was just a big building. And I mean, did it look like it drew? Because I, I never thought that it drew that well, except for the day of the, the, o, the OJ taping. The, the OJ mm-hmm. shit. I mean, it didn't, look like the, it didn't look like there were a ton of people in there. But the people that were there were into what they were watching. But they probably also, you know. Had never seen wrestling like that before because it's ECW and it's something that we're they're, they're just getting exposed to. But well, I um, think they were also just there was a there there was there had to be more than a smidgen of ECW like arena fans there because mm-hmm. it wasn't that far. It was about twenty five miles. Okay, from, so it's a it's a suburb of Philly then. I think yeah, I think I mean the way that I had to drive there because I had to drive off of ninety five and go west. Not into mm-hmm. the city, but go mm-hmm. west. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how close it was, but there was ECW fans there. But it, it was just a weird place. Like when you walk in, it's like this is like an everyday like flea market. Well, that's what I was gonna say when they're wrestling and you know doing the no holds barred thing. There's just you know there's walking up some steps. There's like a handicap ramp ramp they fight on. <laughs> it's... Oh, they brought that in to get the variety kids in there. Oh come on, no Sandman, Sandman build up for them. Yeah, oh, Sandman. oh, Sandman's, <laughs> Sandman's way past the variety kids. 
they, they've been stranded in his van for weeks now. Like somebody better call social social services and check on them handicapped kids that are in Sandman's van because he 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 forgot about them weeks ago. He's moved on to Tommy Cairo's debts. Yeah. Well, I looked it up too in the Zerns Farmers Market. It's not there. Well, it's the building, the structure is there, but it's not a thing anymore. It got shut down in 2018. They said it, it took them that long. Said it became dilapidated and it looked dilapidated. Well, it got worse, and then they said it just started falling, like falling apart, and pipes were busting. It, went really, really <laughs> it, it was worse than dilapidated. Yeah, it's basically started to crumble. Pipes people, were bursting. People had fond memories of it. They were like, I remember this place when I was a kid. You could get whatever you want. One guy said, You could get whatever you want. And if they didn't have it, somebody'd make it for you. Whatever that. Oh, well, I don't. That's kind of that's kind of a double edged sword there. I used yeah. to co- I used to come here in the 30s and get my church keys. Yeah, hello, everybody. I, 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 if I can't guess your weight, you can punch me in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. While you're while you're watching Tommy Dreamer and Tommy Cairo, you can also come over and guess how many jelly beans are in the jar. Oh, by the way, we're get real quick because we had to skip last week, and I wrote this down, mm-hmm. and I wanted to mention it. They recapped before this. They recapped um, Mikey beating Mr. Hughes. Yes. Okay. During the match, Mr. Hughes actually like slams Mikey Whipwreck and stands up and goes, "I'm going to be the Intercontinental Champion." <laughs> Of ECW? Yeah, of ECW. <laughs> Fucker forgot where he was at. Well, I, I mean, let's be honest. Are you shocked? No. I just thought it was so fucking funny that he stood up all the confidence of the world and yelled at him people, I'm going to be the Intercontinental Champion. I thought he was going to be the Western States Heritage Champion. <laughs> and I'm coming for you, Undertaker. Oh, I thought he was coming for um, the Underwear Taker. I don't I, I don't know. I mean, Mr. Hughes, uh, you know. I I never had a problem with him. I've always liked him. We never had a problem. Like we talked, we worked, everything else, and I just don't know what the fuck happened to this guy. <sighs> Booger sugar, maybe. I, I, that, I mean, I don't know if you can smoke that shit. I I still I just don't want to know why the Moon Dogs weren't brought in. I mean, I mean <laughs> they would have been they would have been great in this in this farmers market setting. Brawling really? Up, brawling up the stairs, back down the stairs, up the up the handicap ramp. Well, well, here's the way I would have booked this: the Moon Dogs would have had a fucking stand set up, like they were selling like beef jerky or something. I don't know, like give them something to sell, and then the Harris brothers and the other fucking hand bones brawled or whatever. And bumped into them. And then the Moon Dogs were like, "What?" Because of course they're not wearing shirts, right? Of course they got, not. They got they the Moon Dog. They got the Moon Dog pants on, <laughs> and these guys like it's got to affect their business when they're sitting there on a the table and they're trying to sell like I don't know what they're trying to sell like melons. life insurance melons melons. Yeah, they're trying to sell melons, and then the and then and Moon then the, the black, and then the blue denim bruise brothers. Come brawling along, and they throw. What about this match? I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun brawl, and it was they used the they used the building good. I thought mm-hmm. they did, and and they they you can you can tell the match was selectively edited, and that probably wasn't a bad idea. You know, they showed us the they showed us the good stuff. Um, this is Sam and Cairo, right? Yeah, yeah. They use they use a table like it's a chair in this match. That's that was kind of crazy. Did, did you guys notice one thing about that match, like how it was shot? It it, it almost was like a studio wrestling shoot. No, it was shot with a hard camera. Mm. Just that one hard camera because Paul wasn't paying, or I don't even want to say it was Paul or somebody wasn't paying to bring uh, a handheld. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, everything from Montgomeryville was shot from a hard camera. And but I thought it was—I thought it was fine. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I don't know. I, this I was this bad for Cairo. This was this was. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Chad. But this was better than their Win Worlds Collide match, actually. Yeah, probably. I I, I, I could agree with that. It's funny when you're talking about them using that table as a chair, which was nasty. Like they were just beating shit out of each other with it. They were by that door that was open, obviously, because it's probably fucking hot as hell in there. Would you imagine just being a guy like, 
walk into the Circle K to get a pack of Newports. And you walk by that door, and here's this guy just beating the shit out of this other guy in the head with a table. Yeah, that would really suck, considering I don't even smoke Newports. <laughs> so if I got to walk all the way to buy Newports, and then got to deal with that shit? <laughs> yeah, I got Jesus Christ. I just want to get back to the house and watch all of the family. Fuck. <laughs> like, I, I, I almost want to change the phrase, I walk through fire and brimstone. It's like, I walk through Sandman and New Jack. Like, that should be the phrase now. You know, I've done it all. I've walked through Sandman and New Jack. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> leave me, yeah, leave me in peace. Yes. I, uh, I, beat, ca- I beat cancer. I, I beat everything else, but I, I want nothing to do with these fucking clowns. Well, Tommy Cairo goes over in this match, and afterwards, there's, of course, an attack with the cane by Sandman on Cairo. And, um, Aaron, anything else on this matchup before we move along? Uh, just that, um, Willie Scoops hates smoking, like, more than anybody else I've ever heard in my life. Like, he, at the beginning of the match, he goes, you know, if Sandman would just quit smoking, maybe his wife would come back to him. Be like, oh, that's the reason that she left him? <laughs> that, yeah, that's it? <laughs> not, not, not the fact that he smacked her around and pimped her out. And like, figure out, yeah, yeah. Sandman's stupid. He's kind of like one of the worst pimps ever. What? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait a second. What's going on here? Somebody, somebody's stealing, somebody's stealing my parking spot. Oh, go ahead. Sandman is, uh, you're right here, and he's, he's, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, Scoops hates cigarette, cigarette. And that, at the end, he's like, he's lighting that cigarette. This is one of the most disgusting things in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've watched it. seven minutes of wrestling, Scoops, apparently. Seven minutes of wrestling. Is that the worst thing he's ever seen? Yeah, apparently. This guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so he's never seen that Jeff Farmer stuff? <laughs> like yep. that, what, what was it called? Five-star wrestling? Oof. Motley Cruz. Turn the tables on me for the last time, Motley Cruz. <laughs> you know a promo from that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How the fuck? I mean... I found that shit by accident. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things is CM Punk reciting the exact promo. Yes, that is funny. It's funny. CM Punk does the whole thing verbatim, and it's fantastic. Oh, you can't. He even goes, "Yep," at the beginning of it. Yep. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear this. <laughs> I'll find it and send it to you. It's great. But what about like is that, that? I mean, there was Jeff Farmer, and there was Motley Cruz. Um, that's about it, right? That's about it. It was the Raven Dreamer feud of that promotion. <laughs> according, according, according to Scoops, Jay <laughs> Man lighting a cigarette in the ring is even worse than that. It's just the worst thing in the history of professional wrestling. Well, I disagree. I, I, I thought I thought that was like um what, Sam Man lighting a cigarette? Yeah. Scoops is an idiot though. Well, I thought that was um like that that was so avant garde, you know. Yeah, it was, it was so it, it was so what you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you're not gonna see the shit. It, it's much like me, you know. You're not you're not gonna. Well, Sam Man drinks beer in the ring, but I drink beer before I go to the ring. So I I gotta figure out something else, you know. You know, you know, get my spot. But that's a that's a great spot for a guy like him. Mm-hmm. The, the and then we get a Sam Man woman promo. And Sandman's calling in his debt. It's time to call in his debt. It's time to call in my debt, Tommy Dreamer. Or Tom, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Cairo. Sorry. Wrong Tommy. And uh, they're going to be having their match at the Hostile Shitty City. I keep saying Hostile Shitty Showdown. Hostile the City Hostile Showdown. City Showdown on the 24th of June. Uh, the Kane and a pole match coming up between the Sandman and Tommy Cairo. And then... We have a Too Cold Scorpio promo, or promo. And, of course, like most Too Cold Scorpio promos, you don't actually know. I love Too Cold, man, but his promos are just all over the place. All well, over the place. Well, this this was the most... Well, let's put it this way. If you're going to show one of Too Cold Scorpio's promos in school for <laughs> educational reasons, this was probably the one. Because he pronunciated the words the best he's ever done. <laughs> Like I actually kind of knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't the it wasn't the fact that he didn't have any idea on the inflection, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but he said the words right. 
He said, one of the things he said was he's in the ECW where the fans are talking about, ooh, ah, I like that. <laughs> that. That popped me. I was like, the fans are talking about, ooh, ah, I like that. <laughs> it gets a pass from me, though, because he said the pu- he called the public enemy the public enema. <laughs> well, that was him trying to be funny, probably. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I... I, I, I say, like, well, anytime you bag on the fucking public enemy, you get a pass. So good for him. Yeah, I thought it was probably one of the best jobs he's done at that time. Because doesn't he get better? He gets better, right? No, no, not as a promo. No, I mean, like I said, I, I said it last week on the show. I love Too Cold in the Ring. He's one of my favorites in the ring to watch, but not a fan of his promos. And it is what it is. Whatever. Could you, you, could know. you imagine if him and JT would have won the belts? No, oh my. Uh-huh. Tag team promo. Or, or even if if they would have battled for a belt. Well, he does mention he does mention here that he's looking for a tag team partner. Oh, uh, that had oh, legs! Oh. It had legs. Oh, I mean, like you know, if you if you if just say what Scorpio. Remember when Scorpio was TV champion, right? Yeah. What if JT challenged them for the for the the, the TV championship book? And they had to have back and forth promos. I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna take that TB champion chipper title, you know, from you. And then you got like the whole entire audience just hitting their closed captioning. What the fuck? Did he, he's, he's gonna take his tuberculosis championship? Didn't you get a shot for that? Yeah. Like, like, oh, do I get a shot? For the tuberculosis. <laughs> you get a shot for the tuberculosis. <laughs> like, like, I'll be standing out there looking all dumb. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to further my career, not, not, you know, you know, not put my health in, in, in risk. <laughs> Somebody clean like, this mat up. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough we have COVID. I ain't got to deal with, with whatever your, you know, ter- turnbuckleosis. The, uh, the, <laughs> the gist of this promo gets to, of course, the expression, here you go, it's 1994. Whoop, there it is. And I'm assuming that the video that they play after this, featuring a bunch of the ECW stars, was originally set to whoop, there it is. But on the Peacock Network, it is set to porn music. So well, I, not, I thought it was like a, a track from the N64 No Mercy wrestling game. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not, I'm not even selling for that. I, 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 I actually, um, I want to scoop out the, the kitty litter box during this because I was like, oh, good Lord. They're just going to show me what Mike Awesome beating up J.T. Smith again. I, I, I'm <laughs> to terrible fucking music, yeah. Speaking of J.T., we then get his, a uh, promo, or not a promo, a new promo from him, his his thing from two weeks ago where he's not going to take it anymore. Of course he's, he's not. <laughs> of course. And uh, it leads into a match. J.T. Smith versus Hack Myers here. Um, a fairly basic ma- match. The crowd seemed to dig it. Um but any thoughts here, gents, on this match? I don't. I don't really have any notes on it, to be honest with you. Um, I just don't know what if you go to the barber shop, like, and you want to <laughs> and you want to hack Myers. Like, what do you what do you what do you call it? How <laughs> does <laughs> I just imagine him going to the barber and describing what he wants, and the guy being like, "Are you sure about that? Like, do you really want me to do this?" <laughs> then being done, and then being like, "I don't feel like I can charge you." Like, he, he's pro- <laughs> you he's pro- just have this for free. He's probably going to ask for him to call his parents to make sure this is okay. Are, are you cool with this? You know, and they're like, well, he's 25. And, and you go, well, you don't understand what he wants. Sure, whatever he wants. Like, you know, his parents are like, oh, uh, all right, because. Can you imagine what kind of hairstyle Hack parents, uh, Hack Myers' parents have? He was just like, I want a top pony and big bushy sideburns. <laughs> and I want to be overweight. <laughs> I want you to look at the hair on my back. You ain't going to do nothing about that. I mean, what, what if Hack Myers got into a, a hair versus hair match with Dutch Mantel and then loser had to shave their back? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they could be there for weeks. 
Yeah. Like the people in San Juan, Puerto Rico could have left and came back, you know, like for that's the like next legends week. Like, that's like a Legends of Hambone run. Just hours and hours. Of shaving Hack Myers back? Well, what if they had to shave everything? Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not, I'm not going that far. Hack Myers versus Dutch Mantel in a complete body shaving match. It'll be, it'll be a hair versus nair match. <laughs> where the loser's got to just sit in the big tub for in San Juan, yeah, in San Juan. Fuck that! <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, the, I was gonna say, imagine the hygiene. Imagine the the risk like, they're taking. You have a full body versus full full body hair versus full body hair match between Dutch and Hack Myers, and then have another match where the loser of the match has to shave whoever lost. The Hack Myers Dutch Mantel match. What? <laughs> this has become some convoluted booking here. Yeah, I mean, all right, come on, Jim. <laughs> I mean, you know, you book better than this. <laughs> How about this? You have two hairy motherfuckers, and then the loser has to fucking shave their body to look like a baby seal. That's probably the fucking match, right? Aaron, I don't know what match you were going for. You got to shave your arms and legs. What? I don't know. Like, what? Wh- what do you want? You want? You want to start with the legs? I'm not in the. I'm not in the loser has to shave the loser of the body hair versus body <laughs> hair match. <laughs> no, me. no I mean, I mean, is that is that how you start? Is that how you start the program? Like, you know, I've noticed that you got some hair on them legs, man, boy. <laughs> And and you're like, how are you gonna look if you ain't got no hair on them legs? And then you have a loser shaves the hair on his legs match. And look how lose- look how spindly you look with yeah. your shirt with your hairless legs. And then and then he loses. And then the guy goes, Look at them arms, boy. You got the hair. You got that. <laughs> this, is, this is like a this is like a six month program. Just yeah. <laughs> and, and then and at one at one point Robert Four yells out. Look at him pit. This guy shave his armpit. Yeah, that's a that's a program right there. Like you said, three months. Yeah, I was gonna say three three, mu- three months in. This guy's a goofy looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what big, big bushy beard, but no other hair on the rest of his body. It's weird. That's, that's a fucked up looking left eyebrow you got there, son. And then he loses the left eyebrow. And then, man, that right eyebrow ain't looking any better. This poor guy's looking like a seal. You you wouldn't get paid enough by Polly to do this program. Who me? <laughs> no, anybody go around oh. looking that fucking goofy all the time. To keep keep shaving your leg pits. <laughs> Walking around like, with one eyebrow, half, half your head shaved, half a beard. Your ankles, the, the bottoms of your feet are shaved. The tops of your feet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean just everything. Your, your, your kneecaps? Like, I, I didn't even know I had hair on my kneecap. Until Robert Fuller told me he was going to shave it. <laughs> That's right, son. Well, long story short, JT wins this match. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get on the Robert Fuller? I know you did that. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Did you and, know, uh, did you notice, Bill, did you notice oh, when JT went to do... When they went into like their 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 closing spot or whatever, they flashed to the they flashed to fans in the front yeah. row. Yeah, I, and they, they were totally fucked up what they were supposed to do. I, I wrote so down the fans that were in that building. No, you said, yeah. fa- you said the fans are completely fucked up. No, they they like JT goes to do the finish on Hack Myers, and they cut to this like crowd pan of like oh I got you, and all the kids are like yeah. But they're not even kids that are in the actual front row of the show. So they just use like fans from some other thing and splice it in there. So there's no way that, that JT and Hack didn't fuck up what they were supposed to do in this finish. And that was just the way of getting it out of there. Well, I mean, just look at what you just said. <laughs> I mean, you go you go figure that out. It was uh JT and Hack. <laughs> so what do you think happened? They fell. Yeah. They <laughs> fucked it up. And Paulie always has you know, on hand, some Cabrini college footage. And with all the, all. yeah, with all the credibility he has in the world, when they show that scoop, says the fans are going crazy for J.T. Smith. 
I, I, I I'm sorry, man. I, I love JT to death, but I, I just don't get it. Like, tell me what, what is it that that Paul saw in him? I don't, but like I've said before too on the show, later on in his career, when he's with the FBI and he's doing the goofy thing, he's perfect in that role. He's so fun. Like he's fun to, like you said, I got nothing against him. He's fun to watch in that role, but in this role, he's totally a fish out of water. Like it just doesn't work. Agreed. I totally agree, man. I mean, do, I mean what, what do you think? Paulie like pulled him aside at some point? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. And Polly must have liked him. Polly must have liked him because he's he's one of the guys that that stays as a holdover from when you know from the Eddie Gilbert days and et cetera, et cetera. You know, so he keeps him around. I know he leaves for a while here soon, but he comes back, and I mean, he's with ECW for quite some time. So Polly obviously saw some talent in the guy, but well, he, this he, ain't he, it. He leaves for a while because he moved. Oh, okay. Okay. Like as as soon as you don't see him anymore on TV. Mm-hmm. That's when he moved. Like he moved to Virginia, and it wasn't until the FBI that he came back. And I, I, I always, I always, I always miss JT because you know we're job guys, mm-hmm. and the job guys always stuck together, like <laughs> in the in the locker room. You know what I mean? Aaron, anything else on uh, the JT deal here? Nope. All right. He's moving, like, on. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Moving I ain't got on. nothing to say about this fucking jabron guy. <laughs> we get a promo from Paul E. here talking about Hostile Shitty Showdown and how WCW, his his spin, his spin is WCW doesn't want Cactus Jack to wrestle Sabu because they're, he, they are afraid that Cactus Jack is going to put, or Sabu, I'm sorry, is going to put Cactus Jack out of wrestling. He's a WCW tag team champion. Paulie's effective here in hyping the match. Has anybody ever put anybody out of wrestling? I, I, I've been hearing it since the early 80s, late 70s. I'm going to put this guy out of wrestling. You're talking about and a storyline, right? Well, whatever. Was Gold, Goldberg, Goldberg and D'Lo Brown are probably, I mean, those weren't storylines. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you say, I'm, no, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you out of wrestling. Like, Really? Like you, you beat me, and two weeks later I'm coming back going, I want my revenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I put you out of wrestling. What? Why doesn't somebody? Why is it? Why isn't there? An, it's always Sunny and Phil wrestling show, where you just take all the bad things about wrestling and make it. A, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> like episode. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run you out of town, and then next thing you know, the guy's driving him out of town. Or, no, know, or whatever. Nobody, it's, nobody's ever, nobody's ever went back <clears throat> to a guy that collected a bounty and been like, "I want my fucking bounty back because that dude came back in three weeks." Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Austin Idol still works. He's seventy. <laughs> like you don't have YouTube. He's on NWA. I gave you twenty thousand dollars thirty-five years ago to to run this guy out of the territory, but he's still here. Yeah, like that should be a whole entire. Uh, <laughs> that should be a whole entire group, like a fact. Har- Har- yeah, Harley Race is like Bob Orton. I want my twenty five thousand dollars back. Yeah, if it, if it wasn't if it, if it wasn't for you, Ric Flair would have never won twenty three world championships. Yeah, Somebody he wants his money back. Damn money. <laughs> Just think. I mean, literally, there should be like a like like a like a wrestler's court show. <laughs> where they can all go back and claim their bounty money. Like I offered you an, an Abdullah, would, he would he would just he would just live there. <laughs> like Ab, Ab, Abdullah would have his little stupid cab, his cabbie hat on, just sitting there, and he'd be like, with I don't his, know, with his stogie, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, I don't know. And like I thought you were going to fucking put Bruce Brody out of the business, and then, and he little he he, was, he probably would have said, well, what day? Because I'm working tomorrow. Do you, do you want? Do you want to have the business tomorrow? Judge, Judge Jeff Jones presiding over this. Oh, I'm not even going there. <laughs> no. Well, now we're on our way back to Montgomeryville here as Two Cold Scorpio faces Sabu for the first time ever, and um, this was good. Yeah, I loved it. Obviously, 
Loved it. Um, the the it's fun to watch the chaos of Sabu and then the 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 I don't even know the word I'm looking for. It's not chaos from from Too Cold, but the the more contained chaos from Too Cold, I guess. But two high risk kind of wrestlers doing their thing in front of this small crowd, but still putting on a great show. Um, I, I think Aaron, I think I think the oh. chaos you wanted to say about Scorpio is. That how he was um like he, like you know how Sabu is with his offense mm. where he's kind of like um he's kind of fat right you know you know he he don't give you a time to sell kind of thing you know mm-hmm. he jumps from one spot to the next and I I loved how Scorpio was the same way like yeah. he he it, it wasn't like he was like it wasn't like a WCW or you know what I mean thing. But when he when he got Scorp when he got Sabu in a position, he jumped right all over it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like the, the way the way that the matches worked, and tell me if you think I missed or if I misjudged it or whatever. But the way the match was worked, I think what Too Cold did best was he almost worked in a way where he was reacting to the chaos of Sabu. So in his character's mind. The reason he tried to put Sabu away so many times is because he was just trying to get this guy beat so he could get out of it. If that makes sense. Well, yeah, because like, he I mean, he tries he tries he tries multiple pin attempts, like quick pin attempts, where it, it didn't even it didn't even feel like he would have had the man beat. But it's like he's just like I'm trying to beat this fucking guy so I can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And and you know I, I I mean I thought I thought it was I always thought Sabu against against Scorp was always a good matchup. And they could have did what? I don't know. Four months of that, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Three months Easy. at least. Just of uh if they wouldn't have had such a good match there that nobody saw. <laughs> right. And, and and saved it for the arena the first match. And the first match would have been if I would have booked it, Scorpio would have been, damn, I didn't know this guy was that good, you know? And mm-hmm. you know Maybe even have have Sabu even if it wasn't going to be a time limit, have Sabu score a quick pin on him, and have Scorpio because Scorpio, let's be honest, is a bigger star, right? Yeah, I mean, in the, yeah, if you're thinking about it, over the in the uh, at this time in '94, he's been on national TV, so yeah, I mean, he's he's the bigger of the two stars, probably to your average casual fan. So he could have easily have taken a loss and been like, you know, I mean, you, you know where I'm going, right? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, damn! I didn't know this guy was that good. And have him come back. They redo it again. Then you know, they either have a twenty-minute time limit, double DQ. You know, you you could have easily gotten. I don't know what. Do you, what do you think, Nate? Three, four matches out of that. Like, like yeah, you could get three or four. Yeah, that easy. And you could go back to it later too. Oh, of course, especially when he started getting it all into the tag team shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been like, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even going to book now because we don't have enough time for all that. But you know, yeah, you're right. When they started getting into the tag team shit, and Sandman gets involved, and <laughs> and, and Chad Austin don't get involved. Aaron, um, I agree with what you guys just saying, and I think uh, I think Too Cold coming in kind of got overshadowed a little bit because he was coming in at the same time Cactus was coming in. You know, so yeah, all the hype went from the Too Cold being there to here we get Cactus. Um, I had to, I had to honestly, I had to turn the, I had to turn my TV down as low as I could without it being on mute because I could not, this was it for me. I could not listen to that fucking scoop Watts call this fucking match anymore. Like that dude. Oh my oh, you God. You got a problem with this guy. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. Like bring back Jay Sully. If you, if you don't have Joey, put Jay Sully on there. No, I I think you got a problem with Scoop Watts. Have you have you secretly went behind our backs and like stalked him? No, I hope he's does. Dead. He have a Twitter? Is he Twitter? No, there's no <laughs> chance he's got a verified Twitter. He tried, and then Twitter was like, "No, Willie Scoop Watts, you can't have a Twitter. He can't Willie. have a Twitter. Yeah, him and Donald Trump, they're banned. <laughs> the only two people you can't have a Twitter." For Donald Trump and Willie Scoop Watts. Well, Willie Scoop Watts, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Wits End to find out some more information on Willie Scoop Watts. Who, who, who do you think I should contact? Uh, Joel Hartgood. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. What about his brother Joel, Bill Watts. Uh, uh, Bill Watts is Bill Watts even still alive? 
Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I should call him. First off, I'm going to email Jim Cornette, and I'm going to ask him, can you give me the old Cowboys number? And he's going to give me, like, Bob Ellis's number. You're going to call – got to find out if Joe Hartgood's still alive. You're going to call Bill Lotz, and he's going to go on a 20-minute tirade about Vladimir Putin and the Russians. Geopolitical. And then he's going to try to – like, boy, and then he's going to try to sell me some fucking um some some shit for my uh health. What what is that all about? Have you seen that shit? Amway? No, I well, well it's I, I would say it's kind of like Amway, but Bill Watts is like go on YouTube. It's on there. Like never seen it. He he's literally it, it's called I think it's called the truth, and it's it's something it's something it's. I don't know. I watched it for a little while, but I was I was afraid that I would get too brainwashed <laughs> if I watched too much of it. So I, I kind of lim- limited myself to it, but yeah, he, he's got he, he's got some he, oh, uh, dude. You got to see it because I, I forget the way he describes it, but he doesn't say like what it is. Uh, he, he he calls it something different, and and I'm just like, well, no, matter, you know, if you haven't seen it, then it's from like 1998, I think it is. From the Bill Watts shoot. I've never seen it. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, it's some product that he's doing. And he will never say what it is. He keeps calling it like the product or, you know, he he, he doesn't say like what it does. That's it, weird. It's weird. Bill Watts is a goofy dude. <laughs> he is kind of. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, all right. So to wrap up this. Oh, no, well, Chad, anybody who thought Tony Alice was great to push in 1994. Two or ninety three, and clearly don't have his fucking mind right. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm, I want to push Tony Alice. So, Mamby, <laughs> we, we're gonna have this arm wrestling tournament. That's the reason why he brought him in, which is to have an arm wrestling tournament. arm wrestling tournament. Yeah, with Vinny Vegas <sighs> to close up this match. We have nine one one. He said. He said. Choking uh. <laughs> out two cold Scorpio. And then uh, Sabu gets the win after a moonsault through the table on the outside. Did you see 911 jump the guardrail, though? Uh, no, I didn't. I did. I did. Yeah, only impressive athletic thing that guy ever did in his entire career. Dude, I was, scre- <laughs> I was screaming, Ham- hamstring. There you go. There you go. Hamstring. I was waiting for him to come down lame. <laughs> <laughs> but these people in this fruit fruit market or whatever it is, they got fruit their market. money's worth. The they got their market. Yeah, whatever. They sm- they sell fucking it's a fruit. Flea the market. market. You're both wrong. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a fruit. What, 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 what? They call it a farmer's market. And it's not. It's not a. It's a flea market. It's called Zern's Farmer's Market. I looked it up. It's dilapidated. Remember? <laughs> it's the, it's dilapidated because in the background. Like they, in the background, it says, stop and get d- delicious Zern's Farmer's Pizza. <laughs> no, it does not. Yes, it does. Zern's Farmer's Pizza. There's no Zern's Farmer's Pizza. There's, I don't know. I've never seen, a, never seen a pizza farm. I've never seen a Zern. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Why am I going to buy a... Why would I buy a pizza from a Zern? Fuck. <laughs> Especially in Montgomeryville at a fucking at a farmer's flea market. Well, these people at this farmer's flea market swap meat with fruit, got their swap money's meat. worth. <laughs> got their money's worth with a Sabu oh, two cold wow. match and a fantastic finish. This was uh, a plus. I love this match. Um, we end the show with a promo. I thought this was going to be the one where he spit on the belt, but it wasn't. A promo from Mick Foley <laughs> from Cactus Jack with the WCW Tag Team Championship talking about his upcoming match with Sabu at the big show coming up on the 24th. Of course, it's Mick Foley. Of course, it's good. Um, if you guys have anything else to add to that. Well, uh, how well, uh, how do I explain this? Did you see that promo coming or did you think it was the end of the show? Like. When that when that when that promo came up, I thought before that it was the end of the show. I did too. I didn't. I didn't know there was a, a, a Cactus Jack promo at the end. I thought Sabu and and Too Cold was going to be the end. I was ready to hit stop. <laughs> yeah, how could it not be right? Mm-hmm. You would think that's where you want to go off the air, and then you come back with a hot ass Cactus promo where 
I, I'm assuming it was a hot cactus promo, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was good. And um, Aaron? Apparently, Aaron didn't see it. No. I saw it. Um, you got to pay your bill. <laughs> um, I just, it was a Cactus Jack promo. It's never going to be bad. I mean, it's kind of like Paulie. What do you really say about the promo? And it was really good. And he stated his purpose. And he's going to go in there and kind of show everybody up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad you joined us tonight, Aaron. I'm glad I did for, too. For that, for that insight on that Cactus promo. Yeah. What are you going to say? <laughs> overall, guys, <laughs> overall, I have to say this was uh, probably one of the better episodes of ECW that we've watched since we started watching this show. And um, I thought it was I thought it was decent. I didn't at no point other than other than Scoops and Maddie, at no point did this show turn me away or, or did I was I not interested. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I think I'm done giving it the fucking what do i always give it like the nothing rating or you know whatever. yeah i think i'm done doing that and i'm gonna start like actually grading them yeah, now that we've come to something of substance yeah we, yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I think i'm gonna grade this one is better luck next time like it was it was good mm-hmm. but better luck next time because it's only going to get better right Yes, absolutely. So that's not a suck. That's not a sucky thing. No, that's that's the nicest thing you've said about one of these shows so far. Yeah, better luck next time, <laughs> Aaron. I enjoyed it. Um, Aaron's drunk. Not yet. Um, if I had to give it a rating or whatever, I'd say it's probably. A, I'd give the show a C. Oof. You, you don't watch enough wrestling. I'm just saying for the content that they've been providing. Oh, what I talking about. See. It's definitely, All right. a, definitely an upgrade. All right. All right. The, the, the great Nate. What's that? The great Nate. What do you give it? I'd say I'm about with Aaron. I thought it was C. It was average. And it was, again, it was a, a, such an upgrade from, I mean, anything. Oh. We've. I guess I don't want to say an upgrade from everything we've seen. I mean, we've seen some good stuff like Shane Douglas and Terry Funk and et cetera, et cetera. But Shout it just off. feels like. It just feels like this is the this is the this is the time we're going to start seeing real change and you know the booking get more consistent and more exciting and I mean in like we've said before in any wrestling show we can you can pick out it you can pick out shit crap on any wrestling show from any hour of wrestling but it's going to get more consistent and much better and you can tell you know you can just tell the feelings the feeling's starting to change. The aura's starting to change. Can't and you got Sabu and Too Cold. I mean, hell. Uh, I, I, I think, um, honestly, um, I, I wouldn't do it. But, Nate, you're like the guy that does goes back and looks at all the shit. Look at all the all the B-shows, house shows, spot shows that, Sab, that Paul booked Scorpio and Sabu. Like, he knew that was the match. Mm-hmm. That that was your house show match, and you're I, I be, yeah, yeah, you're never going to be disappointed. <laughs> you're always going to send the crowd home happy. Well, the crowd knew who both guys were. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't like how Montgomeryville became, where you could send me out there against Sabo, where <laughs> part of the crowd knew who I was. Most of the crowd, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Most of the crowd didn't, and Sabu killed me, or. or even though I didn't even work them there, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you you could book Too Cold, and I'm sure Too Cold got Scorpio a ton of, I mean, I got Sabu a ton of bookings. Right. On the independence yeah. because of that stuff. You, you could sell that match to, you know, all them sloppy-ass promoters on the East Coast. That don't know what the, you know what the hell they're doing. They're just running come sit through. through a come sit through a bunch of horse shit so you can watch Sabu wrestle two cold scorpions. We got Archie Mitchell in the opening in the, in the battle royal, but at the main event we got <laughs> Scorpio and Sabu. All right, guys. Any parting words for our listeners as we sign off this week? All right. Don't forget to follow Archie Mitchell on Twitter at Black Archie Mitchell. He's black. <laughs> no, and remember last week, Aaron said, I'm picturing Black Archie. Oh, sorry. At Porkchop Mitchell. Oh. <laughs> follow Archie. And uh, also, I don't forget he, to. I, I thought it was the for, Junkyard Mitch. <laughs> don't forget to follow Chad on Twitter as well, at Chad Austin Demera and Chad's Video Vault, Aaron. 
Uh, just thanks for listening. And um, I, where, where, where are we like number ninety at all the time? Like fucking Norway. 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 Like Norway. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Norway. Cheers, Cheers mates. <laughs> Look, like Nor- Norway's always been good to me on all my podcasts that I've ever done. I can't. I can't. Maybe I should go there. Yeah, you should get a T-shirt made. I'm big in Norway. You know, because every podcast I have ever done, and I've ne- I've never done it. Like tracked any of our, you know, my mm-hmm. things. But everybody's mm-hmm. always like, "Yeah, we're big in Norway." <laughs> and, and, but don't they have like the the big blonde Swedish girl, like blonde girls there? Like, yeah, yeah, and guys. It's just you know, it's. Well, it's, I mean, like, it's like Hitler's. Uto- it's like Hitler's utopia. Um, well, me and you, me and you, Aaron, can, or me and you, Nate, can go for different reasons. I'm yeah. going for the big blonde <laughs> girl, and you're, you're you're the one that said, "And guys, hey, where's Sven at?" <laughs> yeah, like what, you know what? what? Are, you try, are you trying to run an independent show there? <laughs> what, what do you want, Matt Cardona, to show up in Norway? Oh, Jesus. We're going to sign <laughs> off now, everybody. Like, and we're going to thank you. Over at. Send Spend over. Shut up. Over. We're going to sign off now. And <laughs> thank you for joining Red us. Red Rover, Red Rover. Stan Housen. <laughs> On Reliving the Extreme. Have a great, great week, everybody. Stan Housen. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.